0: Hello and welcome to this episode on Season 2 of Building Digital Community. I'm your host, Chirag Sheth, and I'm a first-year MBA student at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University. Building a sense of community during this global pandemic has been a challenge for everyone. In a world where we can't meet face-to-face, it has definitely been harder to start and build new relationships with people. Well, that's exactly why I wanted to start this podcast. Building Digital Community is all about diving deeper into a person's story with the goal of building genuine relationships and a stronger community in a world where we're all going digital. Make sure to follow us at Building Digital Community on Instagram or reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Chiragshut24. Thanks for listening and let's get going. On this episode of the podcast, we're welcoming Paulina Kwasnyk. Paulina is a current MBA candidate in her second academic year of the program. Before joining the MBA program, Paulina did her undergrad in economics at McMaster while working as a math tutor, shift supervisor at Starbucks and waitress. With her time during her undergraduate degree, her goal was to join the MBA program upon graduation to build her interpersonal skills while also being able to gain experience working in the field. Paulina is passionate about her personal development as well as taking care of her health and well-being. Welcome to the podcast, Paulina. Let's get going. Hey, Paulina, how's it going? Hello. I'm good, I'm good. Welcome to the podcast on this very sunny Saturday morning.
1: Excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, So to get things started, I like to do kind of some rapid fire questions as a uh, a nice little icebreaker, get some of the nerves out. Um, so I got about four or five questions for you. You ready to go? So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So first question for you, uh, what is the last great TV show that you watched?
1: I just got into it. I just binged it over the break. Um, Mm. and I loved it. I love, I watched like what is there? I think there's like 11 seasons. Yeah. I like completed the 11 seasons in like a month.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I like it. I I watched that. uh, I think it just... I might have been on Netflix for a little while, but I feel like I've just finished it relatively recently as well. Um, But it's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. What is one book that you think everyone should go out and read?
1: The Secret by uh, Rhonda Byrne. I honestly, it changed my life because The Secret is probably like, the most influential book I've read it's talking about like the universe and um the awareness piece and Mm -hmm. it's just so it it changed my life so that's something I recommend
0: okay really cool I'll I'll add it to my reading list um are you a Tim Hortons or Starbucks fan
1: I worked at Starbucks so I gotta say Starbucks I love I just love um I don't know I drink their coffee every day when Mm -hmm. I work there and um now I can't go back
0: yeah do you have like a, a go-to Starbucks order? Is it just kind of the, the regular coffee?
1: I used to drink a lot of Americanos because once you're there, you get used to all that, like the sweetness and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, now once in a while, if I do want to be spontaneous, I'll order a oat milk latte with okay. blonde espresso blonde is stronger that's a tip for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> so blonde espresso and then two pumps of anything like i do half sweet so because um medium or grande to call it they put four pumps if you didn't know mm-hmm. um so little tips from working there Okay. And yeah i do half sweet and then yeah just any any syrup that i'm feeling
0: <laughs> cool nice i like it uh what is your most used emoji
1: New one with the hearts around the smiley face. I. It's okay. like the love. It's not the love struck one. It's the other one. It's like the love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know the one you're talking yeah. about. I don't know what any of the emojis are actually called, but like I know, yeah. I know what uh, the one you're referencing. <laughs> um, what is your favorite breakfast food?
1: It's funny. I was just having a conversation with my friend about this. I go through moments where. Um, I'm like obsessed with a certain breakfast food, and Mm -hmm. I'll switch every month. So this month is oatmeal with protein and like some sort of fruits, like blueberries or strawberries or bananas. The last month it was smoothies, and then month before it was you know a toast with avocado. So I'm like, I I fluctuate. So this month I want to say it's uh, oatmeal.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll check in again next month to see if if it's changed (laughs) after (laughs) that. cool uh so that is kind of the rapid fire portion um i think that the ice has been broken officially yeah. so we can <laughs> we can move into the next round of the podcast um so your we we kind of went through your intro already um the listeners heard it um right right before this but uh just kind of in your own words tell us a little bit more about you and your journey so far
1: I took a funny um, educational like in terms of education I took a change so I started my undergrad in psychology neuroscience I don't think I disclosed that so um, I started in psychology neuroscience and behavior or MAC and then I kind of had this hunch that you know I always wanted to be in business I had like uh, every time I talked to my colleagues who are in commerce at that program it's almost like oh I want to be there so badly but I had almost like this imposter syndrome that like oh I can never do it like Mm -hmm. I can never be a business major and but I really was interested in it on on my spare time like I'd always read Bloomberg like I I was really obsessed with like business in general and economics and so I got great advice from one of my friends he's like why don't you try like taking two economics courses you know your intro to micro and macro and see if you like that um because knowing the economy is so important for business right and Mm -hmm. so I did and I was still in my um psychology neuroscience and behavior program and I honestly fell in love with economics like I I switched out of that program and there's nothing against psychology neuroscience I loved it And I think it helped uh, and probed me towards like my behavior and how I view other people and I still listen to podcasts about psychology on the side and stuff but um I think economics was more who I was and that really validated my passion towards you know um it becoming a future business major, right? And so I switched majors to economics and I had this goal because I was part of, I got involved in my last couple of years and I was the vice president of the Economic Society. And one of our events that we held was just post-grad options, what you can do. So uh, I actually got, at the time it was Steve. So they were the recruitment managers, Rita and Steve. And yeah. I got Steve to come speak to our economic students to show them that there's this MBA path. And honestly, I remember like being, I was already in contact with Steve and Rita and they helped me, you know, I, I asked questions and I asked all my uh, questions regarding the MBA. Cause I was interested. I wanted to build my business acumen, my technical skills and all that stuff. And after hearing him speak at that event, it was like in October, I think um, of my last year um, I, I, it was, like, done deal. I was, yes. like, okay, I can see myself. And I was visiting the campus already, so I was visualizing myself as a student. I remember, yes. I'm like, this is where I'm going to be. That imposter syndrome completely, like, disappeared. And I was, like, okay, hey, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. I didn't apply to any other schools. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I'm so glad I did because, you know, I – I had so many challenges along the way as well. And it's like the fact that I still was passionate about it and, and wanted to get to it. I, I, I realized that like, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I just put in the work and the Steve and Rita were great. Um, They helped me so much. And the ambassadors helped me so much realize that this is like where I'm meant to be. And I'm glad I'm here. So yeah, I went through some like, a complete risk changing my majors and I remember yeah. <laughs> being so scared, but it's probably the best decision I've ever made.
0: Yeah. It all worked out. So we're here now. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> was there any, I guess like hesitation and um, you know, starting your MBA kind of straight after an undergrad Um how did that kind of play into your decision like did you was it challenging making that decision like oh should I go work for a little bit before starting my MBA or is doing it right away like the best decision for me walk me through that process a little bit
1: I remember reaching out to Steve um, the recruitment manager and I was actually interested in the I didn't even know there was a co-op program if I'm being completely honest Mm -hmm. and I I told him my interest is a full-time right and he said I think you're a better fit for a co-op and I, I started learning more about the co-op program. I started realizing that you actually get that industry experience. Um, and, I was, and in my head, I'm like, no, I, I had this goal. I want, it, I want to just get, ex- I want to get into this program. I want, I want to do it in the next two years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when this co-op program was presented to me, um, I realized that I can get that industry experience right away as well and um, still learn the basis and build my business acumen that way in terms of academically. And I think because because of the co-op program, um, it really helped validate that decision to keep persistent with my goals. Um, And I I don't know, I never really had that hesitation towards taking a year off or two years off to work because um, I'm, like I said, I'm a very goal oriented person. And Mm -hmm. I, I really, this is what I knew kind of what my passion was. And I already saw myself like being in this program. So I just um yeah, the only thing that I gotta say that maybe and and like created some hesitation was just some challenges that arose. So I got into a car accident that year that I was supposed to wow. get in. So I was like, you know, I I was in my last semester, I was, you know, I had a severe whiplash, severe concussions, and I was supposed to finish my last term and I'm like, oh my gosh is this a sign that I shouldn't go into my MBA like what's going on because I haven't been ex- I wasn't accepted mm-hmm. yet but something inside of me I remember sitting in my dark room because you can't go on your computer I had to take a month off school a month off work everything and I just remember reflecting and I think that was like the best thing that could have happened to me not like the accident but like the reflection yeah, yeah. Period. <laughs> because I realized it's what I really wanted to do and it's something that um I ended up pushing through after and uh yeah I think that was like kind of like a blessing in disguise
0: yeah I find it really interesting that like a lot of times when when those severe kind of things happen like for you the the accident like it just it kind of forces us to take a step back and it's like what do I well, what do I actually want to do um yeah. and like really reflect on on what's important to us and like what the next step should be Uh, for me. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's, I think that's super interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It was like a month meditation part for me.
0: (laughs) For sure. Opportunity to just kind of like disconnect and like, what do I want? Um, So that's, that's fantastic. Um, Tell me about a bit more about kind of like your experience throughout the MBA program so far. Um, You've been, you know, you're in your second year uh, academically of that. Um, So what has been, I guess, maybe one of the biggest learnings for you so far over the MBA and what has been maybe one of the biggest challenges for you?
1: In terms of learnings, I think that something I learned is especially like in terms of interviews and your co-op experiences or internships um, for full time is that don't be somebody you're not because I remember I used to think that I should do an interview based on what the interviewer thought of me. Mm-hmm. and I would hide who I actually was and it was just like subconsciously I wasn't aware of that right at the time but I took a step back in my previous co-op actually and realized that my um, the individual who I was reporting to was super great like she honestly is someone that I looked up to and I continue to look up to and she helped me really unpack that notion and realize that you know, it it kind of goes into my challenges, right. But like, Mm -hmm. I am like who I am, and you are who you are. And we're all unique in our own way. So why would I hide that in terms of, you know, my strengths? And because I'm a very energetic person. So I used to uh, dial that down a little bit (laughs) thinking that's maybe too much, right. But she's like, No, that makes you unique. And that makes um, you stand out at the end of the day. And I didn't realize that at the time, because I looked at my colleagues especially and I'm like maybe I should be like x y who were in that position previously right Mm -hmm. um so I think that was the biggest learning curve for me because um just fighting that imposter syndrome I guess I you can call that it comes and goes for me um and learning to really embrace who I am and really embrace my why and just live by it every day and I think that's kind of like ties back to my personal brand right just living Mm -hmm. by it every day and um so that's probably the biggest learning in terms of challenges I've got to say is interviews. I don't know what yeah. it was, but <laughs> interviews. like I got the worst nerves ever. And it's like, I will, I will never forget even virtual in person. Cause I experienced both. It was just, I was so scared. I guess it comes down to that imposter syndrome kind of thing. Yeah. But the minute I learned that like this round of interview from my last co-op, I felt so much more confident and the nerves were still there, but it's more like, you really want this job kind of nerves instead of mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not good enough nerves. So I think that's something that uh, was a huge, like reflection moment for me here. And it made me like embrace who I am and embrace my strengths in that regard.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing. Like just the the fact, um, like the the sentiment around just kind of like bracing your authentic self. um, Because that, that's huge. Like you're right. Like I think that um, when you try and act like someone else or try and act like the the template of what you, what you think uh a company's looking for um, i think a lot of like it can it can be uh, pretty evident i think to the to the um, interviewer when when you're acting to to be something that you think they want you know um so i think that's that's it's easier said than done a lot of times um but it's a it's a huge one just like embracing your your own unique personality because yeah, that like you said, that's that's what makes you unique and that's what's gonna make you kind of stand out. Um if you try and be like everyone else, then that's n- not gonna be as memorable, I find. So um yeah, I think a simple one often, but like it's it's huge as well.
1: Yeah. And like I remember being told that constantly in my first week. I'm sure you remember welcome, mm-hmm. week, like embrace your strengths and all and all this stuff. And I remember like thinking, yeah, I do that, and then reflecting on it this past co-op I'm like no I have not been doing that (laughs) it's like like a great reality check like you said it just makes you stand out in any position you're at
0: yeah it's funny because I you're right like I think we we hear it all the time but and we're like oh yeah i probably do that like that's fine but um yeah a lot of times I think that's like it, it it takes I don't know that moment of reflection or whatever the case may be to be like oh you know what like maybe I don't do that as well as I think I do Um, so yeah, I think it's just super interesting how, how that stuff happens. Um, you also mentioned co-op and and kind of your experiences there. Um, so I know you worked for, for Scotiabank for, for your two co-ops. So tell me a little bit more about that experience. Um, and what kind of those two co-op terms were like.
1: I got my first co-op at Scotiabank in terms of the global asset management team. And I worked closely with their portfolio solutions team. Um, that was a great experience for me because, um, I really wanted to get into the financial industry uh, and that was my main goal and I remember it took me a while to get my co-op as well in my first term and I was kind of intimidated so I was so happy when and like I'm a huge believer that everything happens for its reasons so Mm -hmm. it was meant to be that long because then the opportunity presented itself and I was so happy because I got so much exposure like I was working on the Bloomberg terminal every day and that's something I wanted to Enhance in terms of my technical skills, so that was great. My the team I worked for was fairly small, um, but I, it helped a lot because they really explained all you know the financial terms that I may have not been aware of, and they took the time to really coach me and mentor me. So that was an unforgettable experience. And then my past co-op, I worked for the global banking and markets team, specifically their regulatory initiatives and business groups. So this team is more project management based. Okay. and that like that also was an unforgettable experience I feel like um I learned a lot about myself in there and that in that specific environment especially my first call up was in person and then my second mm-hmm. was virtual um so I learned a lot in terms of interpersonal skills and just the, the business in general and the bank in general and I had a great team I was working with they they you know we had so much fun every day even on a virtual you know environment they did such yeah. a great job and like honestly it, it, I that was a very pivotal pivotable moment in my life I've got to say and I still I, I think back to that experience every day and it's it's something that I really value
0: yeah that's amazing. Um, so, uh, a sentiment, I think you've, you've mentioned a couple of times now, but like the, the fact that everything happens for a reason, um, and that's one that honestly it it resonates with me so much. So I, I did a, um, a co-op program for my undergrad, um, and my first co-op, I feel like I was in a similar spot where like, I, I was struggling to find anything. I, I didn't have really any work experience at that point. I had, I worked at summer camp for a year, but like that was, that was about it, um, so like finding that first co-op was, was a struggle. And I ended up getting an unpaid internship, which was like rough, like four months of work oh, game, but yeah. it was unpaid. But I'm like, oh, I just, I guess I have to do something just to get this kind of co-op degree. Um, and I like, it was a rough, it was a rough term. Um, but you know, like after that, just, I feel like that kind of forced me to like, like work my butt off a lot more. Cause like, I don't want this to happen again. And like, it was, um, you know, I, I got better co-ops after that, but I think just that sentiment, everything happens for a reason. Cause I think if that didn't happen, my first co-op term, like, I don't think that would have kind of sparked that change in me and kind of like forced me to, to, you know, make sure that that didn't happen again. Um, so yeah, that everything can, everything happens for a reason. I a hundred percent believe that.
1: Crazy. That's really interesting. I feel like that's kind of like, we all go through that like epiphany moment Mm -hmm. and that's really cool to hear that. Like you know, I, I sometimes believe that like all those challenges that we go through are like Kobe said, they're opportunities for you to, you know, change your life and get better and and rise, yeah. basically how he calls it. So I love that quote by him. And yeah. it's just it's so true because in our challenging moments, like when we're getting rejected, when we're getting whatever, it can you know provide such a toll on us, right? A negative mm-hmm. toll on us. So I feel like the fact that you took it into a positive is so great because like where you are now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, honestly, like yeah, I think you know maybe I'm I'm more optimistic in that way. But it's like you know every every challenge is just I, I I try to think of it as just like an opportunity to to do something new. Even like this whole that's that's honestly how this whole podcast started. Like it, it was a challenge that we weren't able to meet up, and you know I feel like that's a huge reason why so many people want to do their MBA it's like, yeah, we can sit here and like, just, I don't know, complain about it. And like all of us, no, no one thinks it's ideal or like we can look at it as an opportunity to kind of do something differently and, and try something new. Um, so I think it's, it's something that, you know, I've always tried to do is uh, maybe I'm, you know, overly optimistic at some times, but hey, I try and uh, I try and turn everything into a positive if I can, or an opportunity, if I can.
1: What you have to do. And I feel like, in life it's sometimes like like you said it's almost like undervalued that that um way of thinking but it's mm-hmm. such a great like value add for you for your life because like generally you'll be put in these challenging moments like you have school and you're doing this podcast and you're doing so much or you know you're part of DMI like you have a lot on your plate but the fact that you're still you know doing this for the better of you know this cohort both cohorts you know is just such a valuable trait of yours. And I feel like you're making such a big difference. And I'm so like blessed to be here because it's such a great <laughs> initiative, honestly. Uh, I
0: appreciate it. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, <laughs> you keep saying nice things about me, so we can, we can always keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and hey, you're doing so much as well, like NBA games, president of DMI. Yeah. Talk to me a bit more about kind of like why I guess getting involved um, mm-hmm. um, is really important for you.
1: I... So in my undergraduate degree, I was involved, but my last two years, that's when I started getting involved. And I feel like, so I ha- I took five years to complete my undergrad because of that mm. switch. So my first three years I was just in my books, like I was studying, I was very um, more so just nervous to get involved. But then when I got involved, I realized that, you know, the value add it brings not only to you, but like to students as well and to others and, um, all the opportunities it presents so when I got into my MBA I made it a goal of mine to like as nervous as I could be just get enough get involved get involved in something you care about and you and something that you really value so I saw the DMI position and I was really set on that and that's why um, it sparked my interest to get involved in DMI because as you know you know it's such a great um, group Mm -hmm. and it's a great opportunity to give back Um, so that's what my notion of being involved in DMI and NBA games is just so much fun. Um, I, I honestly, it's just, I'm a very energetic person, so it's a great way to get all my energy out. I remember like the first term, um, all those Sunday practices, it was a great break to just hang out meet people. It's great networking as well with other schools. And, um, it's just my, honestly, my biggest, uh, takeaway and like experience that I'll take with me forever I think was the NBA competitions both virtual and in person so I think that's something why I really wanted to get involved because I heard about it and I -hmm. just but just getting involved I think is super important because it really pushes you past your comfort zones and um, it pushes you to be strategic with your time it pushes you to, you know, give back because even if you're not part of DMI, you're still giving back in other clubs that you're a part of or anything else that you're doing, any initiatives that you're starting, like you starting this podcast is, you know, giving back to a lot of students and raising awareness towards different things. And I feel like that's something that's so important. And it is, I, I feel like every, not, maybe not everyone, but somebody like me, I get nervous about getting involved. So putting myself in that position really helps um, and grow and it's grown me like in ways I couldn't even imagine. So I think that's, that's why I got involved and continue to as much as I can.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and I think that's a really good transition into our charity <laughs> segment of the podcast. Um, so as you know, on, on this kind of season of the podcast, we're trying to highlight different charities to, to raise awareness. At the beginning, we were hoping to raise some money. Uh, Anchor Podcasting had some different plans for us. So <laughs> we're, uh, we're raising awareness. Uh, which I still think adds adds a lot of value. Um, so tell me, tell us a little bit more about kind of the charity you chose and and why it's important to you.
1: Yeah, and I and I agree. The awareness part is exponential. So the charity that I chose is Canadian Mental Health Association, but specifically their uh, Hamilton branch. And you know DMI, so I'm uh, you and I are part of DMI right now. We actually paired up with CMHA. Um, and specifically Hamilton for our event this term. So um, the more awareness that we can spread for this organization, the better. And what they do is they provide direct services. Um, So the actual Canadian Mental Health Association provides direct services to 100,000 Canadians and is dedicated to promoting mental health for everybody and ensuring that there's services for um, individuals who are struggling with mental illness. And Honestly, I think this is extremely, extremely important right now, and especially, I feel like uh, the reason why our group decided to go with, you know, the Hamilton branch is because it's really close to home, and I think that that's something that should be, you know, talked about more often, the awareness we raise, um, especially given the current circumstances that we're in right now due to, you know, COVID and all these restrictions and everything, I feel like it's something that we should discuss more often. So if we could help anyone, whether that's awareness or, you know, DMI is accepting any donations. So anything along that line, um, if we can do this together, you know, as a group um, student body, I feel like that would be an amazing um, and very remarkable moment for all of us.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And I think especially, you know, we had Bella's talk earlier this week as mm-hmm. well, um, which raises so much kind of awareness and, and funds for mental health initiatives happening in, uh, in Canada um so i think just timing is is uh, great to talk about kind of the um the uh hamilton branch of uh, the cmha um tell tell them a little bit about kind of the event dmi has coming up and like specifically how they can uh how they can um support the organization
1: on February 12th, we are doing a Valentine's Day bake-off, and we have announced a registration form. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to anyone on the DMI team, including myself. Um, we'd be more than happy to explain any of the processes, especially if you're if anyone's confused about anything, please let me know. But it, we're basically doing a virtual bake-off. No oven, no bake. No, it's literally it's such a great recipe. We're doing an Oreo cheesecake. And our lovely Bella will be hosting the bake off. Um, so we'll be learning from her how to make it from scratch. And basically, um, in the light of the the season of love, you know, we're gonna put some love in our baking and love in the world and spread awareness in that way. And I feel like it'll be great for us to, really connect with each other have some fun on wine before the reading week that we're going to have mm-hmm. um or if you're on you know your co-ops it'll be great before the weekend the long weekend so and please join us it's from 12 to 1 it'll be fun and there is also on the re- registration form um an option for you to donate um in terms of e-transferring um, so if you have you know it doesn't have to be much but if you would like to donate some um even honestly five dollars that's more than enough and we appreciate it and I'm, I'm sure um everyone here can attest to that but yeah no we're excited it'll be so much fun it's more of an event to like let loose have fun like we're gonna be laughing we're gonna be baking yeah. i'm, I'm, I'm worried about my time. baking skills but... yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I will, uh, will will link the, uh, the registration uh, page in the show notes, as well as the link to the Canadian Mental Health Association or the Hamilton uh, branch of that. So if you want more information, you can, you can check those things out. Sweet. So I'm, I'm happy that we kind of had that charity break. We can, uh, yeah, plug some DMI events and, <laughs> and the uh, Canadian Mental Health Association a little bit more. Um, But getting back to, I guess, the I call it the, I don't know, the regularly scheduled programming. I don't know what else to call it. Um, uh, so I kind of want to pivot the, the topic to leadership. Um, tell us, tell me a little bit more about kind of a leader that you've come across so far uh, throughout your career. You know, it could be um, either a former manager or, you know, a mentor, whoever, whoever it might be, um, but someone that's had, you know, a big impact on you. Um, what did you learn from that person? And, you know, is there anything that um, you learned about kind of their, their leadership style that you want to apply to your own?
1: I kind of mentioned it earlier too, as well, but it was uh, my past co-op. I've got to say the director I was working for, um, she's somebody that really changed my life and changed my perspective about, you know, um, just my life in general on a personal level and professional level. So, I feel like she is a type of leader that is extremely vulnerable but she does it in a way that it's um, extremely influential as well so we had weekly one-on-ones and she really took the time out of her busy schedule and she and she was extremely busy so I really valued that aspect of mentoring me and helping me out with any questions I've had and she always mentioned it's always either professional personal it can be anything we can talk about books we can talk about anything and I feel like that's sometimes um, undervalued a lot because especially when you're working in, and especially in a virtual environment, I feel like it, it's really nice to have that conversation to laugh a little mm-hmm. bit. And I've got to say that her vulnerability is what really I admired about mm-hmm. her because for her to give me such great advice, for example, you know, I opened up to her and said, you know, I have this imposter syndrome about my energy and all this stuff. And she was so great with really just highlighting that aspect like I said my biggest learning moment right about to embrace who you are and to really use it and that's what really pushed me to go um and own that about myself and like do some things in that co-op that I wouldn't have done it without that advice so I think um that leadership style in terms of really listening to you and really taking um whatever you you know your matter seriously so I told Mm. her you know I opened up to her and she really took that. she didn't have to do that at all right so I think that's really some somebody that I want to be like to be very empathetic to listen and to be vulnerable as well because I think that when you share your vulnerable side you can connect with a lot more people and I feel like that's something that she embraces not only to me but her entire team right and I feel like that's something that is um often overlooked and it changed my life so
0: yeah that's awesome. Um, I, and I think that you're right. I think it's an undervalued kind of leadership yeah. skill, but I think when I think back about kind of the most, um, I guess memorable managers, I feel like it's the ones that also had not only an investment in kind of what I was doing in my, in my job, but an investment in like me as a person, um, like my own personal growth, how you know, I was, I was uh, doing like outside of the workplace as well. And we could talk about like pretty much anything. Like it didn't have to be about um, what was in my job description, but it could be about kind of like life in general, like where I see myself um, in my future career, you know, whatever the case may be. But I feel like those are um, at least the most influential or the most memorable ones I've had uh, in my life. So um, yeah, I think again, it's a, it's a undervalued leadership Mm -hmm. skill. But, um, I think it's, it's, it's so important.
1: You can connect so much better with your Mm -hmm. team that way too. Um, so yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so last kind of question for you and we're kind of going back to the, the career aspect a little bit, but, um, where, where do you see yourself, I guess, post MBA, do you have like a dream job or, you know, something that, you know, you really, you really want to, I guess, achieve with your career sometime in the future?
1: Honestly, I really broke it down to my why in terms of what I want to do in life because this question has been on my mind since Mm -hmm. I started. And now that I'm approaching my last year, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) But no, I, I really took the time to dig deep and really realize what my dreams are and what I really want to do. And I've dabbled in the financial industry and I've realized that I really enjoy that. So honestly, I think my biggest dream right now is to help people achieve financial success in any way that I can. So whatever title that may bring me, um, mm-hmm. I'll be happy as long as I'm doing that aspect. So whether that's, you know, going back to asset management or, you know, anything, corporate banking, anything along those lines, like I'll be happy on if I can provide somebody else, another party with financial success. Cause I feel like that really hits home. And I feel like that's something that, um, I've like, I did that like 10 wise challenge. Have you ever done that before?
0: Yeah. Where yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I did that 10 wise challenge and that's kind of what opened my eyes towards that kind of aspect. So i I'm like, I need to figure this out.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's awesome that like you're focusing, I guess, on the why or the purpose of what, yeah. what you kind of want to achieve. Cause I think um, a lot of times we can get so consumed by like, what do we want our job title to be that yeah. we lose track of it. And I actually, I was, I was doing a lot of thinking about this like um, a little while back, but, it's like when you're, when you're a kid and you're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like the answer is always some sort of job title. It's like, yeah. Oh, I want to be a teacher. or Like I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or like a, an astronaut. i like, I don't know. I wanted to be a firefighter when I was a little kid. Um, oh. <laughs> so it, it, like the answer is always kind of um, like a specific job title. And I think as we grow up, we get so consumed by like, what is that job title that we want one day? Um, and we lose track of, you know, the why or like what is the purpose or or what do we want to achieve? Because um, we're so focused on like, what job title do I need to have on my LinkedIn profile in order to be kind of successful? When like that stuff doesn't really matter. Um, it's more like, well, what are you actually doing? And you know, what's what what purpose are you achieving? And um, how are, how is your work making an impact? And like that that's the stuff that's really important. And like, I don't care if I'm like a VP or a director, or, um, I don't know whatever it is, but so yeah. yeah that that really hits close to home for me is like that that purpose or that that why sentiment
1: because it's like it's it's better to it's almost like we need to sometimes drop our egos and sometimes it's difficult to do that like mm-hmm. i have to really draw my ego about like the titles or whatever i wanted in that aspect and really dig deep into how am i going to serve when i graduate how what am i going to do to make an impact towards mm-hmm. the creative society and I think dropping that kind of aspect and it's difficult because like it all ties down to psychology it's so difficult to do that, but really digging deep into the, that 10 whys I found found such a great exercise and, um, and it helped and then like now like it's just so much easier to do everything.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um I feel like we could honestly talk about this for hours because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such an interesting topic and yeah. um uh, and honestly I just I just love talking about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um unfortunately I guess we don't have time to talk about it for hours as much yeah, as we may no. like to. Um but I'm sure after listening to this like there's going to be quite a few people who who want to dive deeper and and uh and talk to you more about this. So What's what's the best way for someone to reach out if some if they have questions if they want to kind of continue the conversation with you?
1: Um, LinkedIn is good. You can. I am on WhatsApp, so I'm I'm a part of both groups, both the my cohort and your cohort as well. So just search Paulina quasi or something. I just did a message in there too. So if you yeah. want to chat with me there, I'm feel free. Um, also, yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. If you guys want to message me there. Instagram too. Honestly, I'm everywhere, <laughs> except for Twitter. I, I don't do Twitter anymore. <laughs> okay.
0: Fair enough. Well, there you go. You know, uh, you got all the social handles there. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know where to find Paulina. Um, but thank you so much for joining the podcast. I had a blast. I think this is a perfect way to kick off kind of like a Saturday morning. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you. Uh, you joining the podcast and, and sharing more about your story. Yeah,
1: Thanks for having me and I appreciate what you're doing. It's for sure yeah.
0: making an impact awesome thing actually yeah. you know what i totally forgot about um the fact that you can ask me questions <laughs> this so is the first thing. time this is the first time i've, I've forgotten about a, i feel like i was just so into the conversation <laughs> i'm like you know what let's uh <laughs> oh, um so you know what I, we got to make it fair do you have <laughs> any questions for me paulina i'm in the hot seat so it's it's your chance to ask me anything
1: well i think that our previous conversation kind of fluctuates perfectly towards this I want to ask you what your why is and especially if you've done this before I want to know like what your why is to get up every morning it doesn't have to be like professional or academic it's just like in general towards life I'm always intrigued
0: yeah I think um the biggest thing I want to do with honestly it's it's with any kind of like position I take um it's all about impact for me like making an impact on you know, the people around me, the community, um, the organization that I work for, um, you know, whatever the case may be, but just seeing that my work has, you know, it can be on one person or it can be on, on multiple people, but just seeing that, you know, my work is, is making a difference. Um, I think that's, that's my why. And that's what I I try to achieve in, you know, every, every role that I take. Um, I, I've, I've, yeah, I, th- I think that that's kind of what it comes down to is just like, you know, I ju- I just want to make an impact. That's it. Yeah. I just, uh, that, uh, it's it's a simple one, but I think that that's it's very true that you know all I want to do is 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 make an impact on on people. Um, so I'd say that's my why.
1: Those through your actions a lot. So it's so it's so great to see that.
0: Um, that's yeah. Amazing. Thank you um and i'm happy that i uh i'm i'm sorry that i almost forgot about
1: that. <laughs> you yourself that's good
0: that's yeah good. i'm like looking like so i have i have uh like uh, uh some show notes on on the, my other monitor and i'm like reading through and I'm, like, yeah i think we covered anything and then i just saw questions for me and i'm like oh i did not do that no <laughs> um, so i'm happy that's i looked weird. over quickly and, and yeah. just uh, double check that um but thank you again paulina for for joining the podcast again i had an absolute blast uh talking with you um and yeah for the listeners make sure to reach out to paulina she's a a very smart person who uh (laughs) who knows a lot of stuff so uh definitely reach out um and and thank you again and i'm I'm sure we'll uh we'll chat soon
1: much i appreciate this
0: all right take care bye thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Building Digital Community, or you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Chiragsheth24. I'll see you next time. Take care and stay safe.